1: Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Bible Talk. This is an exciting day. I am so excited um, to be with you. haven't talked to you in a long time, but I won't uh, spend a lot of time chit-chatting. We have work to do. So I am going to go to the Lord God Almighty to get his blessing upon our broadcast tonight. Heavenly Father, we come right now in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. First of all, we say thank you for this day. We thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love towards us. And Father, we thank you for sending your son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross in our place and rising again from the dead, the dead which caused us to have a wonderful celebration on Sunday. Father, we thank you right now. We just honor and praise you. And Lord, we just go before, I ask that you go before us tonight. You in all of our ways to acknowledge you and that you would direct our path. And so, Father, we're asking that you would minister to those, Lord, today that are hurt, that are grieving loss of loved one from this virus, Oh, God, those that are sick in hospitals right now. Father, we know that you are the God who heals. It's not a matter of your power, a matter of your decision. So, Father, we're asking that you would be with those that are in the hospital right now. And, Father, we pray right now for those that have lost loved ones, During this time, we're asking that you would grant them peace in their heart, that you would saturate them with your presence and surround them with your love, O God. And Father, we pray that we would um, obey the laws of the land, that we would go out cautiously and follow the instructions that we're given, O God. We just thank you, Father, for your goodness and your grace. And most of all, we thank you for this divine staycation where we are staying at home and we can spend more time with you in your word. So, Father, we say thank you for that. We ask that you go before us in our broadcast today and that you would speak to our hearts today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, we honor and praise you right now in Jesus' holy and matchless name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. The number to call here, eight six six four two three nine five seven eight to be a part of our discussion tonight. Tonight we are going to be dealing with the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the bodily re- resurrection. The gospel hinges on this particular fact of the resurrection. And so we're going to look at the Word of God tonight, because that is where our answer comes from. This is called Bible Talk, so we are going to let our fingers do the walking in the Bible pages. And so we're going to look at the bodily resurrection. And so we're going to start with First Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, to kind of set the stage here. And then we're going to let our fingers do the walking in these Bible pages. So First Corinthians chapter 15, we're going there and um, getting all the information, gathering all the data that we can get. So that when we are sharing the gospel, which we are going to be doing, because I'm telling you, so many hearts now are turned toward the Lord. So many people are looking um, to the word of God for answers. And so we want to be able, when they call upon us, that we have the answer to share with them. So here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we find Paul is speaking, said, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I deliver to you first of all that which I also receive, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And he was seen by Cephas then by the twelve, after that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. So there you have it, the word of God here letting us know the, the um, that... Christ um, rose from the dead. And that is the thing that I am so excited about. That is what set Christianity apart from any other religion. The fact that we have someone who came to earth, lived here, died, buried, rose again. And let me say this, never to die again. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why my faith is hinged on Christianity, because we have someone that rose from the dead. Someone came out of the grave. In other words, someone got up. And so since he's up, we know that we can bring our prayers to him. We're not talking to a wall and getting a wall answers. You know, we don't have to climb 300 steps to, you know, go up to get, um, you know, talk to our God. He came down to us where we were. He reached down. And so I am excited about this thing. And so as we look at um, the, um, the bodily resurrection, this is, an, it's necessary to confess for salvation Without it, we would, you know, we'd still be in our sin. Without the resurrection, we would still be in our sins. And so I am excited today that we have a risen Savior. And in spite of what's going on right now, we have hope. We have hope. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that we have. And so we can be comforted by that. We have hope because of what Jesus did on the cross. All right. I'm going to um, get into the text here. Um And just to uh, um, set the stage, in the Old Testament, on the um, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the priest would enter into the holiest of holies. That's the one time of year that the priest could go into that place. And so on the Day of Atonement, the person would come with their animals, c- confess their sins, the animal would be killed. The blood in a basin, the priest would take that blood. And on that one day of the year, he could enter into the holiest of holies. No other time of year could he go in there. But on the Day of Atonement, he was able to go in, and he better make sure that his sin was forgiven. All right, we have a caller, Denise. Hi, Denise, how are you? Hello, Evangelist, how are you?
3: I am doing well. I was calling in all the... Things that happened on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the death and resurrection. Right, death burial. One and... thing I was glorifying God was because of the veil that was split from the top top emphasis, to the bottom. Top,
1: yes, to yeah. the emphasis. Bottom.
3: Yes, and and that veil was not just a little curtain, flimsy curtain. That's I've right. I heard in some reading that this veil was about oh six inches or more thick it was not a thin thing right it was not thin and for it to be ripped from top to bottom that was such a great thing that's right Talking about jesus making a way for us to go unto the father for ourselves that's I right joy in that I, joy. I am excited
1: about it that we don't need to to get a priest or someone else um you know to go in Jesus made that way and like it says in Hebrews 4:16 that we can come boldly to the yeah. throne of grace where we may yeah. find help in the time of need now that is good news that is that exciting is-
3: <laughs> yes it is it's so exciting i'm glad to hear your voice i'm going to get all for others to call in but i just wanted to talk about the fail
1: oh yes being ripped that's right that is right and i, I
3: love the fact that it was ripped from god's point of view right. down
1: to ours exactly from top to bottom that's that's significant now and that is yes. huge yes yes thank you well thank you for calling god bless you thank you all right the number to call here, 866-423-9578, to be a part of this exciting discussion about the resurrection. I am telling you, just to think about it. And when you you learn to appreciate it, when you read and study um, some of the Old Testament history of what went on on that Day of Atonement. So as I was saying before, on the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, where well, the priest would... um. The one day of year when the priest could enter into the holiest of holies. Now, prior to this, the priest could go into the holy place. But this place behind the veil called the holiest of holies, the priest could not enter that place except once a year. He had to have his life in order, his sins forgiven, and he had to have blood with him. So those were the things. So, and it was such a serious Um, thing that a rope would be tied around the foot of the priest, so that when, if he went in there, and he did not have his sin forgiven, he was not right in the in the sight of God. He would die in that place. This is serious. Now we, you know, we just kind of, you know, go around go our our way, and we don't take sin seriously. God take sin seriously. So to the point where he sent his only begotten son who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. This thing is serious. So here on the day of atonement, now prior to the day of atonement, the priest could go into the holy place anytime he wanted to. And so inside of the holy place, you had the golden lampstand which the light would never go out. Um, you have the table of incense where the priest would go to, um, to, to um, intercede uh, for the people. And then you had the table of showbread with 12 loaves of bread, which represented a, the tr- 12 tribes of Israel. So we know that um, Jesus, the whole tabernacle, if you really look at it um, uh, closely, you will realize that this whole tabernacle points to Jesus Christ. For example, the, the, the brazen altar. Jesus was our sacrifice. Then you have, after you've passed the, the, the altar, you come to the laver. Um, the laver is where the preacher would wash his hands and feet because after the killing of the animal and the blood would spray all over, so he would wash his hands and his feet before entering into the holiest of holies. So here the priest would um do that. So Jesus, the blood, the Bible said, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin, 1 John 1, 7. So the, so the water and the laver points to Jesus Christ. Then you have the holy place. Now, inside the holy place, as I said earlier, inside the holy place, we have the golden lampstand. The golden lampstand. Jesus said that I am the light of the world. Then you have the um, the table of incense in Hebrews, The book of Hebrews tell you that we have a superior high priest, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our high priest, and he intercedes for us. And he still interceding for us right now as we speak he is interceding for us isn't that an awesome thing then you have the table of showbread Jesus said John 6 35 that I am the bread of life he that come to me shall never hunger and he that believeth in me shall never thirst Jesus said he was the bread of life so here in this holy place the priest was able to go there any time he wanted to but on that Day of Atonement, there's another place behind that place called the Holiest of Holies. And the priest would only be able to enter this place once a year and for the, the Jewish people. He would go and, and do his uh, priestly duties in there. Now inside of the Holiest of Holies is one piece of furniture, Israel National Treasure, um, the Ark of the Covenant. Now, in this Ark of the Covenant, inside of the Ark of the Covenant, we have a bowl of manna, we have air and rod that um, bud, that um, rod that budded. We also have the Ten Commandments inside of this um, this box. Now, on top of the box was what is called the Mercy Seat, where the sin was atoned for, and on the day of the day of Atonement, when the priest would go in. He would the people the people would be outside, gathered around. So picture with me. A multitude gathered outside of that tabernacle. And what are they waiting for? They're waiting for the priest to come out. Now if the priest did not confess his sin, and if he was not right in the sight of God, he could die in this holiest of holies. No one could go in to get to fetch him. That is why that rope on his foot was there, so that in case he died they would be able to to pull him out. So on, what does the priest do? The blood that he brought in. He sprinkles the blood on the mercy seat. That seat of mercy. there On top of the mercy seat is two angels facing each other. And the priest would sprinkle the blood. And when God the Father saw the blood. Because remember in Hebrews 9.22. It said without the shedding of blood. There is no forgiveness. So when God the Father saw the blood and heard the confession of the people he would forgive the sin for one year and for one group of people so this thing was huge so this multitude is out there waiting for the priest because listen if the priest don't come out then they know that their their sacrifice was not accepted and they would still be in their sin and that was that would be a devastating thing so when we look at the new testament in um for example john chapter 20 on the first day of the week, um, I'm not there yet, but just reading so much, I think I have it. But um, on that day, the resurrection day. Now remember I said that the priest would come out and make an announcement. He would say one word, forgiven. When the priest would shout out the word forgiven, the shout, the celebration begin, the people would shout because that told them that God had accepted the sacrifice that was brought in, and that they were forgiven for one year. And they were excited about that. So this, um, reading this in um, the book of John, as Jesus, it says, Now the first day of the week, John chapter 20 and verse 1, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciples and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter. I tell you, Peter, um, John got the athletic award here. And so he outran um, Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloth lying there and the handkerchief that had been found around his head not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. And the other disciple who came into the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead and jesus said this over and over and over to them and still they did not um consider that fact we're going to take a break right here and we will be right back
4: many children end up in foster care that don't belong there because they are not abused or neglected The church can be the saving grace to these children, ages newborn to 17, whose parents find themselves in a crisis with no safety net and no one to turn to. Save Families for Children is a church-based ministry with no government involvement. There's no charge to the family to use Save Families for Children. Parents maintain full custody of their children and actively participate in their lives. You can be a blessing to families in crisis by providing a temporary home while at the same time being blessed by knowing you have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Find out how you and your church can become a part of Safe Families by calling me, Sheila Mounts, at 248-635-5978. That's 248-635-5978. Safe Families for Children. Open your heart. Call 248-635-5978. 5978
5: 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive or will it Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations total market penetration for increased return on investment contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers
6: This is the movie they tried to stop you from seeing. No Safe Spaces tells the chilling story of how our nation's campuses are being turned into indoctrination camps, where attitudes of belief in America and freedom of speech are thwarted. Hollywood has blocked it. Netflix refuses to air it. But Faith Talk Detroit won't cave. Go to Nosafespaces.com right now to find out how to watch this Dennis Prager movie. Let's save America one family at a time. Nosafespaces.com. Nosafespaces.com.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you. And just enjoying myself in this celebration and this excitement that Jesus rose from the dead. And so, um, as I was saying um, before we, um, the break, that um, when the priest came out, the people rejoiced. When he came out and made that announcement, Forgiven. The people would it would be an uproar of shout and praise that God had forgiven their sin, and it was just for one year, and they were so excited. and so we who here today, we our sins are forgiven, not just for one group of people and um, one year, but for all people and for all time. This is huge. So in John chapter one and verse 29, when John the Baptist made that announcement, behold. I mean, when you see behold in the Bible, don't pass by and don't, uh, you know, just casually pass by. You want to stop because the writer of the text is trying to get your attention that he wants to let you know that something huge is about to be announced here. So John the Baptist, I mean, um, John, of course, he said when he saw Jesus coming, he made that announcement. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away The sin of the world, not just the Jewish people and just for one little year, It was for all people and for all time. This thing was huge. So here in um, John chapter 20, when Jesus, um, so he rose from the dead and he comes out just like the Old Testament um, priest. When on that day of atonement, he would come out and make that announcement forgiven. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead, he made an announcement too. Just by rising from the dead. This is a prediction that Jesus has said over and over Um, in the word of God. You'll see it over and over. Destroy this temple and I'll raise it up in three days. No one take my life from me. I lay it down. I mean, over and over in the text, Jesus talks about his resurrection. But it says here in John 20 and 9, for as yet they did not know the scripture. I mean, they didn't even remember the scripture because over and over, Jesus said it in Luke 9, uh, 22. He told them that the Son of Man is going to be rejected. He's going to suffer. He's going to be killed. And he's going to be raised on the third day. Over and over, it has been said. But somehow they did not lock on to that part that he must rise again from the dead. And so um, when Jesus rose, then, then the disciples went away again to their home. But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the other, um, the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where, to, that they, where, where they have laid him. I guess I'm so excited. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus "'standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. "'And Jesus said to her, "'Woman, why are you weeping? "'Whom are you seeking?' "'She, supposing him to be the gardener, "'said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, "'tell me where you have laid him, "'and I will take him away.' "'And Jesus said to her, Mary. "'And she turned and said to him, "'Rabboni,' which is to say, "'Teacher,' And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. And so you have it here. So the Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut. And I, I, I'm so excited as I read this because... Um, Someone sent me a, a a thing, and I, um, as I went and um, uh, begin to read the whole passage, because it's just good, you know, you get a couple of verses, but when you go back and you read the whole thing, you get the big picture. And so as I went back and I read this, we realized that this year, our thanks, um, not Thanksgiving, which is Thanksgiving, of course, because we're thanking God for sending his son, but the resurrection, the same day at evening being the first day of the week. So they were in the house, shut up. Like we were, we were shut up this year for our resurrection day. They were shut in here, and the disciples were assembled, and they were afraid. We were afraid too, but not for this reason. We were afraid because of the virus. We are assembled in our home, and for and but they were assembled for fear of the Jews. And Jesus came in their midst. The presence of the Lord. They had the presence of the Lord. They may not have had the choir and the dancers or the announcements or all the things that we do in church, but they had Jesus. That is the key, folks. And so he came in, Jesus came in there, and he said, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them the evidence that it was him. He showed them his hands, his side. And then the disciples were glad they saw the Lord. They were now, they, now it's time for rejoicing. They're rejoicing because they had seen that it is a risen Lord. He came out of the grave. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. He want to know. He want them to know peace is there. He is there. He's a prince of peace. He rules the kingdom of peace. And so it says, it goes on to say, and then he says, as the father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And then the text goes on. If you receive, if you forgive the uh, the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sin of any, they are retained. And now Tom, Thomas was not with the group at the time when Jesus had came. So eight days later, it says um, in verse 26, eight days later, um, because they told, um, they mentioned to Thomas that they had seen the Lord. And Thomas said, unless I put my hand um, in, in the print and, put my finger in in the nail, you know, where the nails were. I am not going to believe. And then Jesus come eight days later, and he comes to Thomas to answer the question. After eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. And Jesus came, the doors were being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Jesus doesn't need to come through the door because he is the door. But he comes in, and the door being shut and stood in their midst and said again for the third time, Peace to You you see that just in these few verses that we, um, we have read, we see Jesus uh, telling them, peace be with you, peace to you. And now he tells Thomas the same thing. And he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hand and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And then it goes on to tell you all that truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. This is an awesome passage. But as we look at the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus, we want to recognize here that this is very vital. It's very necessary for our salvation. Because if Jesus only lived and did a lot of good miracles and died and did not rise from the dead, our faith would be in vain. But the reason why we are so excited is that just like the Old Testament priests came out of the holiest of holies, and declare to the people, forgiven, Jesus Christ coming out of the grave, just coming out, he himself declaring his bodily resurrection, declaring that our sins are forgiven, not just for one year, people, not just for one year, but for all time and for all people. This is awesome. So as we look at the evidence for the bodily resurrection, I just want to go into a few scriptures and the number to call here, 866-423-9578, if you have a comment on this resurrection. Again, the number, 866-423-9578, and this is what gives us hope. This is why believers have hope. We have hope. We have a living example. Jesus is a firstborn from the dead. Firstborn being meaning that he came here, lived here on earth, died, rose again. And other people in the Bible rose again too, but this one was different. Jesus rose from the dead, never to die again. We know that Lazarus was raised and Jairus' daughter was raised and others were raised, but they died again. The difference with the Lord Jesus Christ is the fact that he died, rose again, never, ever, ever to die again. He is a living Savior, and that is why we want to make sure that our faith is in Jesus Christ because others have died and, and just stay dead. If you think of all the major uh, world religion, all the, the religion that people go to, Buddha, he died and he stayed dead. Muhammad died and stayed dead. All the Pope died and stayed dead. Sun Young Moon, the um, founder of the Moonies, died and stayed dead. Jehovah Witness founder Charles Stace Russell died and stayed dead. Mormon founder Joseph Smith died and stayed dead. No one, no one rose from the dead except the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is why we can put our trust in him. That is why we have hope. That is why when we're in, in situation, we can call on him because he is alive. You want to call. When when I call somebody, I want to, I want someone that's alive. I don't want to I can't call a dead person because they can't do anything for me. This is why Jesus gets talked about all the time. He gets talked about because he's alive. They don't talk about the other um dead leaders. They're dead. So Jesus is going to take a lot of slack from people because he is alive. So as we look here, um, we're looking at the, the basis, the biblical basis for the resurrection, and it's overwhelming when you look at Um, The verses, um, Old and New Testament, for example, in Psalm chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, it says this, you are my son, today I have begotten you from the dead. Um, The prophetic verse, you know, in which a father speaks to the son is cited in this New Testament too, this same verse in Acts chapter 13 and verse 33, and we also see it in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 5, and when you have time, you can go check it out. Psalm 16, David declared, You will not abandon me in the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So in the New Testament, Peter said of David's prophecy, seeing that was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. And we'll see that in Acts um, chapter 2, verse 31. In Isaiah, chapter 53 again, verses 8 to 10, we read the Savior, he was cut off from the land, cut off and from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. And though the Lord uh, makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And will of the Lord will Um, prosper in his hand. The prolonging of days after the Savior's death refers to his resurrection from the dead. We've got Daniel chapter 12 and verse 2 in the Old Testament. Believers were um, no stranger to the belief in this um, physical resurrection. Job held it out in his hope. Daniel affirmed that the multitude who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. Because of the body that returns to the dust and will awake to everlasting life or everlasting contempt. This is clear reference, folks, to the physical resurrection of both the saved and the lost. So everyone comes back, but you decide you can come back in a glorified body or you can come back with a damnation body. The choice is yours because God did not make hell for man. He was made for the devil and his angels and anyone who want to follow them. You make the choice to go that you have to walk over the shed blood of Jesus Christ and his declaration. So the choice, but God does not override our choice. He, free will, love, gives us a choice. We have to have a choice. And remember Jesus said in John chapter 2 and verse 19, remember? And Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. But he was speaking of the temple of his body, Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them. You know, so Jesus predicted that when they asked him to give him a sign in John chapter 2. That was a sign. He gave them the ultimate sign that to destroy this temple, his body he was speaking of, and he he will raise it up again in three days. This is awesome, folks. We see again in John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29, Jesus said, all those who are in the grave will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good will rise um, to live, and those who have done evil will rise to be condemned. Matthew chapter 12, and I pray that you're writing this down, folks. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40, Jesus said, As Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus told them. Matthew chapter 17, again, and verse 9, Jesus predicted his resurrection repeatedly. After his transfiguration, he said to his disciples, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. So he gave them a time um, when they could say this, but, they, but he warned them and he told them of that. All right, we're going to take a break right here and we'll be right back. The
0: team at My Pillow is grateful for you. So grateful they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. Mike guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you've ever owned. The first night you sleep on a Giza Dream Sheet, you may never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors. And like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call 800-919-5912. That's 800-919-5912. Or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout.
6: For
2: the
3: best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com.
7: There's a virus spreading across the country, but I'm not referring to the one you think. It's a different kind of pandemic. I'm referring to the left's attack on free speech, the attack born on college campuses and now has spread through the media, online, and at your place of work. If you dare think for yourself and say what you believe, the hard left will come to shut you down. But one film is fighting back. No Safe Spaces, starring Salem Radio Network's Dennis Prager and comedian Adam Carolla. Netflix won't carry it. Amazon Prime won't carry it. But now you can watch this important film from the comfort of your home. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn how you and your family can exercise your First Amendment rights and express the principles, values, and ideas you hold dear. Go to nosafespaces.com now. That's nosafespaces.com.
6: It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to faithtalkdetroit.com to enter. That's faithtalkdetroit.com.
1: Hello friends, this is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500. You can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun fun. Sounds great and you're going to love it. Check us out at radio.com. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you, just excited about the resurrection, just excited about the Word of God, and just excited about talking to you. I have not done that in a while, and so... We' are continuing to look, let our fingers do the walking in the Bible pages, the number to call here eight six six four two three nine five seven eight if you have a comment, if you want to uh, let me know about you how excited you are about the resurrection. Let me not think it's just me and Denise. We're you know the two more excited ones about this uh, resurrection. But um, also in Matthew, as we looked at those scriptures in Matthew chapter twenty eight. Um, also in Mark sixteen, Luke chapter twenty four, John tw- um, John chapter twenty, John uh, twenty one, all four gospel records the bodily resurrection of Christ. First um, Corinthians chapter fifteen, which I read earlier, putting these um, uh, you know account together, it is clear that Jesus appeared on twelve different occasions over a forty day period to a total of over five hundred people. They saw the empty tomb the empty grave clothes, and the crucifixion scar on his body. They touched him, ate with him, listened to him teach, watched him do miracles. There is literally no other way Jesus could have convinced them that he had risen physically from the dead. I mean, they saw him. And we know that 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I read that earlier. But I want us to look at some of the the physical things concerning Um, the nature of the resurrection because evidence is, um, you know, just important and and the Lord gave us that. First of all, um, there's a whole bunch of uh, evidence and support um, to, you know, to support the conclusion that Jesus was raised in the same physical body in which he was crucified. First of all, the empty tomb. Number one, all four gospel. Matthew chapter 28, Luke uh, twenty four, Mark sixteen, John twenty, report that the tomb in which Jesus was buried and which the Roman guarded was empty three days later. That's a fact. That's a historical fact and you can go and read um on that. So the, we have that evidence, the empty tomb. He was not there in that tomb. So this is this is an awesome thing here to know that Jesus was not in that tomb. Alright, the other thing um the other piece of evidence, um, the grave clothes were left behind. Not only was the tomb empty, but Jesus' grave clothes were left there as well. In addition, the head cloth was folded and laid in a place by itself. We see that in John chapter twenty and verse seven. If thieves had raided the tomb, they would not have bothered to do that. They're not thieves are not gonna fold that and put it aside. I mean, so we know that Jesus rose from the dead, left the, the, um, the clothes were left behind. Um, the third thing, um, Jesus' resurrection body retained the crucifixion scar. That was huge. When they were locked in and shut in, as we saw in John chapter 20, and Jesus showed them the scar in his hand and the nail, you know, just seeing all of that, they had evidence. No wonder they were rejoicing. He gave them the evidence to see that he actually was alive and well. All right, we're going to go to Dave in uh, Hazel Park. Hi, Dave.
2: Hi, Nina. to seen you. A while. God bless you. I hope you and the family stay safe. We're in my prayers. Yes, we are. Uh, you're a, ble- yeah, you're a blessing to my family and the uh, people, whoever the caller's on the radio, and Pastor Miles and. and, and and Daryl Wood, but I want to share something with you. That just touched my heart about. it. I had a call. You heard you on the phone. And that that scripture that that's John sixteen thirty three. Oh. In this world, we're gonna have
1: tribulation. We're gonna have
2: tribulation, yes. but be a good cheer.
1: That's right. So you can be
2: a good cheer and give God praise, right? I sure am. Amen. I'm, I'm
1: excited about this resurrection, man.
2: <laughs> Amen. What you're teaching? That that's where it's at. Amen. And the other one is I want to say to you is, brethren rejoice, and that's in James 1. Just want to share
1: that with you. All right. Well, thank you very much, um, Dave. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, you, you and your family stay safe, follow the rules, and and mm. keep your eyes on the Lord.
2: Yeah, you're a good teacher. You're always after God's heart. Thank you. I know that.
1: Thank you. I yeah. love the word. Bye-bye. Yes, God bless hey, you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we thank Dave for that call and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, of uh, encouragement, and um, we just pray for each other. All right, so as we're looking at the nature of this resurrection and the things that we have as evidence, the empty tomb, the grave clothes were left behind, Jesus' res- resurrection body retained the, the scars, and you saw that he showed them that. When, um, on the first day of the week, when they were shut up there in John chapter 20, and Jesus came in the room, the doors were shut, but he got in the presence of the Lord. Isn't that awesome to know that we have a God that is omnipresent? He, he's every place present at the same time. And even when the doors are locked, Jesus can still come in and comfort you. We're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back.
7: This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. The evidence that China covered up the early days of the novel coronavirus that has now left the world in great danger is overwhelming. China has suffered a well-deserved loss of soft power and goodwill here in the U.S. Most of us are now awake to the evils of this regime. But as we respond, we need to be smart about it. We don't need to be concerned about cheap toys and consumer electronics. We need to get hyper-focused on genuinely strategic industries, especially high-tech and And biotech pharma. The way to stop the rise of China is to put maximum legal pressure on U.S. tech executives who look the other way while China steals the military technologies of the future. AI, quantum computing, 5G networks, and advanced biotechnology. We need to protect the intellectual property that drives the rise and fall of great powers, the cutting edge of technology. I'm Jerry
6: Boyer. Alliance Defending Freedom. Protecting your First Amendment liberties. This is the movie they tried to stop you from seeing. No Safe Spaces tells the chilling story of how our nation's campuses are being turned into indoctrination camps, where attitudes of belief in America and freedom of speech are thwarted. Hollywood has blocked it. Netflix refuses to air it. But Faith Talk Detroit won't cave. Go to Nosafespaces.com right now to find out how to watch this Dennis Prager movie. Let's save America one family at a time. Nosafespaces.com. Nosafespaces.com.
0: Staying home? Perfect, because Omaha Steaks stock up sale offers fresh all-American flavors safely to your door. Skip the long lines and feed your family the finest steaks, burgers, poultry, and pork. Even easy-to-make meals, desserts, and more. Visit OmahaSteaks.com and type package in the search bar. You'll save fifty percent or more on freezer-filling assortments. Plus, orders over sixty-nine dollars ship free. Omaha Steaks stock up sale—perfectly hearty, healthy, right at home. OmahaSteaks.com keyword package for free shipping on orders over sixty-nine dollars. This is an important coronavirus update from the nonprofit Global Healthy Living Foundation. Do you or a loved one live with a chronic illness? If so, you and your family may be at a higher risk for contracting the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Global Healthy Living Foundation has made free information and support available for your protection and well-being. Go to ghlf.org to enroll in their free patient support program to get updates and information related to the coronavirus outbreak. Protect yourself and your family. Visit ghlf.org today.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. Our time is just flying, but just enjoyed myself here going over the Word of God. Just want to give you hope, and in, in spite of what is going on around us, we have hope. We have a living hope. Our Savior died, rose again, never to die again. And so we are continuing to look at um, some of the evidence here, and I just pray that I get through what I had for you to hear tonight. But so far, we have the empty tomb. We have the grave clothes; they were left behind, and we saw that in John chapter twenty, verse seven. Jesus' um, resurrection body was retained the scars that he showed them the evidence there. They saw the scar after Jesus rose from the dead. During the next forty days, he appeared to over five hundred people on twelve different occasions, showing on two of these occasions the scars from his crucifixion. That, that is, that, you can't beat that. In one appearance, Jesus connected his own self-identity with this body, saying, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. So either Jesus was um, in the same body in which he was crucified, or else he was being dishonest. And I know he's not a man that he should lie, so what he said is the truth. Another thing. The fourth thing here Jesus' resurrection body had flesh and bones. I repeat, flesh and bones. As noted, remember, Jesus' body was not a spirit, but rather had flesh and bones. And we see that in Luke chapter um, 24, verse 39. Uh, it, that revealed to us today that he arose in the same body of flesh in which he was incar- um, incarnated. Because remember, um, did you witness? They they don't believe that. They believe that you know he's, he's a spirit, but we see here that it's a physical body that was raised, and he showed his hand, and he had all the evidence there, the same body that he was um incarnated in in John chapter one and verse fourteen. That's the same body he lives continually in today. First John four and two, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to turn, turn there, and Second John seven. You know John indicate that denial of this. It's rooted in the spirit of Antichrist. If we deny the, the spiritual resurrection, we are, you know, classified with the Antichrist. All right, I'm going to go to Curtis here in Detroit. Hi, Curtis.
3: Oh, well, how are you doing, uh, Miss Campbell?
1: Oh, my brother, how
3: are you? Uh, I'm doing fine. Thank how
1: is everyone doing? How is Faith and the rest of the family? How are they?
3: Well, uh,
2: uh, I haven't talked to Faith. It's okay. been a while. Okay. I tried to get a hold of her. But I had one uh, cousin that had the uh, the virus, but uh, he's home now, and he's doing well. He's recovering. Praise
1: praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, because everyone don't recover. So we just praise the Lord when someone come in. And, you know, my belief about this thing is that if the Lord has set aside for you, because the Bible said that our days are numbered. So let's say the Lord had 80 years for you. You're going to live 80 years. And even if, yes. worst case scenario, you get the virus, I believe that corona is not going to interrupt God's plan for you. That's where I'm at. Yes. You know, I'm following all the precautions. I'm staying in. I'm not going out unless I have to. But I assure you, my trust is in the sovereign Lord. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. you want to encourage your family with that because God is large and in charge. He runs the universe. Nothing, a sparrow Amen. doesn't fall to the ground without him knowing about it. The very hair on yes. our head is numbered. Even if, even the ones yes. that fell out, he knows the number of yes. hair that we have <laughs> on our heads, Rather, so, um, yeah, yes. so, yeah, so it's good to hear from you, though. Good to hear your voice. And thank you. Well, thank you. you. And I'm thank sure you for your call. Your as
2: well. I yes. can't wait till we get all back in a oh, specific yes. biblical.
1: What a day of rejoicing that will be.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed, the best yes. church in the world.
1: Yes. All right, God bless you. Love you, brother. All right, God bless you, too. Thank you. Love you, too. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that is my brother Curtis. All right, and so uh, continuing here um, with um, the, the resurrection, the, the bodily, physical resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, another thing, the fifth thing here on our list, Jesus ate food in his resurrected body. Jesus ate physical food multiple times after his resurrection. We see that in Luke chapter 24, um, verse, um, 30, um, 24, 42, and 43, John chapter 21. Jesus had the fine dining. Remember he, um, the disciples came and, you know, after they fished all night, didn't catch anything. And then Jesus is on the shore cooking breakfast. We're talking fine dining when Jesus is cooking, but, um, Nonetheless, he was cooking. That's further proof that he had a real physical body. The sixth thing, Jesus' resurrection body was touched by others. Scripture indicate that. um, You know, on, on a, a two occasions, Jesus' body was touched. Matthew 28 and 9, John chapter 20, 27 and 28. And, on other occasions, he offered his body to be touched. He had Peter. I mean, not Peter, but Thomas. When Doubting Thomas was challenged by Jesus to touch him, he worshipfully cried out, My Lord and my God. That is awesome. That is huge, folks. And then number seven, um, Jesus' resurrection body was humanly visible and heard. You know, in both of that, we saw that he was seen with the human eye um, and heard with their ears. Um, John chapter 20, 15 and 16, you know, so he showed himself to them. You know, and so this is a literal observation. They saw with their natural senses, they saw the Lord Jesus. So this is huge. And so if you are just tuning in, I'll just review the, um, those seven key evidence that the tomb was empty. That's the big one right there. The tomb was empty when they came. Um, the grave clothes were left behind. The resurrection body retained the crucifixion scar. When he appeared to them, he showed them his hand and his feet, and they were able. Even Thomas said, unless he put his hand in there, he would not believe. So Jesus brought the evidence and brought it to him so that he could see that it was him. The resurrection body had flesh and bones. Flesh and bone. Not a spirit. Flesh and bone body. Um, We see that Jesus ate food in his resurrected body. You know, and um, physical food multiple times. We see him with the cooking at the John chapter 21. And so um, we also saw that he was touched by others and that Jesus' resurrection body was humanly visible and it was heard. All right. So we're going to stop there, but I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. I just want you to tune in to um, strictlybiblical.org on Sunday at 11 a.m. for um, our service. Um, I do have a Bible study. Um, from 11 to 1 on Wednesdays, and um, the phone number I didn't bring it with me. Maybe another time I can give it to Pastor. But we do have a teleconferencing line where we um, have the, we go over our lesson. We're studying how to study your Bible from 11 to 12, and then from 12 to 1, we are looking at 1 John, and we're in chapter 5, and we're looking at the facts um, how to know. And to be known, you know, to be to know and to be sure and secure about our faith. So I just want to thank everyone um, that took time out today to um, tune in um, to this broadcast. God bless you, and continue to read your Bible. See you next time.